2: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It is Friday, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast as a part of the Behind the Steel Curtain network of podcasts. I urge you to check out all of our content, not just mine, my Monday, Wednesday, Friday Let's Ride show, but also the morning lineup of Tuesdays, The Cutting Room Floor with Jeffrey Benedict, Thursday, The Stack Geek with Dave Schofield, Our noon lineup, I mean, some of the shows that I'm really enjoying right now, if I'm going to give you, these are, some of them might be new to you, some of them might be newer to the network, and so it's not that I don't enjoy all of our shows, but ones that I'm just really enjoying right now. Uh, I I love the Here We Go, the Steelers show. That runs every Friday at noon, so it's after this one, so make sure you check it out. That's Brian Davis and our coach, KT Smith. You've heard him on the Let's Ride podcast, but also the newest one. I don't know why, I've just really enjoyed listening to We run the North, and that's with Kevin Tate and some of his buddies that talk about the AFC North. It's not just Steeler-specific. Really, really fun to listen to. Make sure you give those a listen. You can follow us wherever you get your podcast by searching Steelers or behind the steel curtain, and there you go. You'll find us. Follow, subscribe, give us a good comment on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. All right, we have a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about. We got news, a little bit of an injury update. A new returner, I guess not a new returner, but uh, a special guest at practice, and then I'm going to dive headfirst into making the case for Kenny Pickett to be the QB1 in week one when the Steelers go to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. And then obviously we'll have Jeremy Jerome Betts in the second half, in the heart-to-heart to to finish out the shows we always do, so make sure you stay tuned, you don't want to miss any of that good stuff. The news that everyone was talking about Thursday evening afternoon was this crazy joint practice between the Cincinnati Bengals and the L.A. Rams, which resulted in a a camp fight and Aaron Donald somehow possessing two helmets of Bengals players and then swinging them at those Bengals players. And It was crazy. The the footage was trying to be deleted, but you know once it gets on the Internet, it is everywhere. You go on Twitter, that's what everyone saw. You know, these camp practices, these joint practices, uh, it, it, they're, they were all over the place this year. And I understand why the last two years, those were not, you could not do that. Not with the protocols that were set forth by the NFL. And the Steelers have done those in the past uh, with teams that were coming into town uh, for preseason games. I remember they did it with the Buffalo Bills one year. They did it with the Detroit Lions one year. Every single time the Steelers hosted one of these joint practices, though, things got heated. It didn't turn into what you saw on social media with Aaron Donald, but things got heated. And This is not the first scuffle, skirmish, whatever you want to call it, that's happened with these joint practices so far this uh, preseason. Honestly, I'm shocked that the NFL still allows them to happen. This has nothing to do with protocols set forth the last two years just with the fact that there's always some of this type of stuff. Heck, even down in Florida, the Philadelphia Eagles and Miami Dolphins, they had joint practices scheduled, and now all of a sudden the Dolphins are, I don't know, there's a bunch of players that are throwing up and are sick, and they think it might be food poisoning. And What is going on? Like, I don't understand if it's still those joint practices. The Steelers didn't have one this year. I'm not sure if they will in future years, but they have done them in the past. It just seems like you're opening up Pandora's box, but you can get some good work in, so I know why coaches want to do it. Another big storyline was, I believe, Wednesday's practice for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, they had a special guest show up, and it was none other than Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger showed up at practice. He was given hugs and handshakes and talking and smiling, and Mike Tomlin was asked questions about it. And there's been a lot of talk on social media about him returning and... A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people don't care. I am more of the I don't like it crowd. I I just I've said this analogy over and over again. And this is a true story. There was, you know, I was in a fraternity in college and there was a brother who graduated and he was a great brother. He was so active and it was a big part of his life. And right after he graduated, we had kind of you know, we go back to school, we're getting our group where we're really making making moves and we're doing things our way. And then he would show up, and you're like, Oh man, it's so good to see you, but why are you here? And he's like, Well, what, man? I got, come on, like, we're brothers, right? And like, Yeah, but now it's our turn. Like, you got to let us do our thing. I feel like this is the same exact thing. Yes, it would have been worse if he went to training camp. I thought that the interview that he did with Ron Cook, especially when there was some backlash to that interview, and it wasn't just me. I was not alone when I did, when I said what I said about it. He even had to go on WDVE and kind of backpedal a little bit off of his statements about the me culture in the Steelers locker room. I thought he was going to stay away. And of course, he's not. He's He came back. I just feel like, you know, the Steelers are going to always accept him when he shows up. I'm not saying they should say, oh, I'm sorry, Ben, you can't come in. But at some point, and hopefully it's sooner than later, Ben Roethlisberger realized, like, okay, I need to let... Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph do their thing in 2022. I need to let Najee Harris be the leader of the offense. I need to let Cam Hayward really run with that torch as the lone leader of the team. He's got to let him do it. And so to go back to the analogy and the story that actually happened when I was in college, eventually we had to tell that brother, like, look, man, like we love you and you're a brother and we love everything about what you did for this, this chapter in this school. But You got to let us do this on our own. You can come back whenever, you know, when we're having an event, but you got to let us do this. And he understood. It took him a while, and he's fine now, and he's a great friend. But still, there are those moments. And that was one of those moments for me where it's like, man, that just, I didn't like the optics of it. They're getting ready for the regular season. I don't know. I know I'm in the minority for the vast majority of fans. They say this is no harm, no foul. He could have shown up to training camp, there could have been a big. A big hoopla around him being there and fans and all that stuff. He didn't do that, so kudos for that, I guess. But still, that's where I said, Hey, let me know where you said. You can follow me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T, and fire away with what you think about Ben Roethlisberger showing up to practice, yay or nay. A little bit of an injury update. Mike Tomlin's going to meet with the media on Friday today at 1245, roughly, give or take, and he'll update injury status, players that are in, players that might not be in. It's not the regular season, so it doesn't have to be really strict, and this person's questionable, and this person is you know, doubtful, whatever, with the injury designations. But as of what we know right now, Mike Tomlin said that Marcus Allen is close to coming back. We know Cam Hayward's back at practice. The big question mark, and I'm sure that Mike Tomlin will be asked about this on Friday during that press conference, is Calvin Austin III. We all want to see the young guy come uh, show up, I guess. I want to say come back, but we've never seen him in the preseason. So we want to see him make that debut on Sunday at Accra Shore Stadium, the AC as I hate, I love to call it because it makes people mad. And uh, so we'll see. So keep an eye on the website, the website behind the dot curtain.com which will have an update on what Mike Tomlin's talking about as well as Wherever you get your podcast, Dave Schofield will be giving you your Mike Tomlin Press Conference Recap Podcast, and he'll diagnose all that. So if you're driving and you didn't have time to listen to Mike Tomlin, you don't want to listen to 30 minutes of questions, Dave can give it to you in half that time, if not better. All right. Let's talk about Kenny Pickett. Kenneth Shane Pickett. KP8, as we call him on this podcast. And... This is a situation where I I approach this podcast. I am making the case for Kenny Pickett to be the QB1. And so I took this. One of my favorite movies of all time is A Few Good Men. I love that courtroom scene. I, I just think it's great acting. It, it's, it's, everything seems in that movie to be perfect. The, the, the actors that were cast to be in the movie, just Perfect. And I've always loved the scene and the back and forth. And so I, I approached this podcast thinking, all right, you are the guy that has to make the case. You're the lawyer. Kenny Pickett, QB1, you have to make the case for him to be that guy. Okay, so there's a lot of people out there right now that are on the fence about this whole topic. And to be quite honest with you, When training camp started, I didn't even think I would have to have this podcast, based solely on the fact that I didn't think that Kenny Pickett actually stood a chance. Not that he wasn't capable. I didn't think Mike Tomlin was going to give him a legitimate chance to win the job. He said it was an open competition and all that. It just seemed to me like nothing but coach speak and blowing smoke. Well, Kenny Pickett changed all that by himself when he went out there. In week one against the Seattle Seahawks, threw two touchdowns and looked unbelievably efficient and solid. And then in the second week, he goes out there and in very limited time moves the ball down the field and puts up the team's first touchdown of the game at that point. And now all of a sudden, Mike Tomlin's telling the media that he's not making any proclamations about who's going to be the starter. And when asked, does that even mean the quarterback? He says, yes. Yes. Well, now all of a sudden, that means that sure, this is probably, if I'm being honest, again, this is Mitch Trubisky's job to lose. It is Mitch Trubisky if he goes out there and doesn't look good, and he just kind of looks, I want to say flummoxed, but I don't want to use that word. If he just kind of looks rattled, and he can't get comfortable, and he's not settling in, and right after that, Kenny Pickett comes in, and he looks great. Well, that that could that could make that could make up someone's mind. And Mike Tomlin will tell you this, if you were to talk to him, he'll say it in a press conference, the final preseason game does have significance to him. It is not something that he just brushes under the rug and says it is what it is, okay, whatever. But I decided, let's see what Kenny Pickett has to do and why am I making the case. So let's go through this. In my opinion, Kenny Pickett is clearly the next quote-unquote guy for the Steelers. Now, is he the next franchise quarterback that'll be the quarterback for the next decade-plus? Well, you hope so. It's such a small sample size, it's really difficult to be able to say whether he will or won't be that type of guy. But all along those lines, all signs right now point directly towards Pickett being the guy. So everyone says, well, he should probably sit. He should probably sit. He should probably sit and learn. While he's young in NFL standards in terms of years of experience, he's not young in terms of age. He's 24 years old. I mean, the guy spent five years at Pitt, and he played a lot of football. I feel like although he hasn't seen everything the NFL has to deliver, he's pretty much seen everything from defensive schematics and things of that nature. So if he's the next guy, why wait? That's that's one of the big questions that fans have to have to answer, and they'll say, you know, well, there's a lot of stories about people that go out there and they start too soon, and their confidence gets shot. I heard someone use the term uh, the the player David Carr, not Derek, out in L- Las Vegas with the Raiders. Not that his brother David for the Houston Texans. I've heard a lot of people say that you don't want that to happen. He wasn't ready. I, are we really just using a quarterback that started right away and didn't pan out? Because there's also success stories about players that did play right away, and while they might not have had the best rookie season, they did pan out. I mean, look at Joe Burrow. Look at Josh Allen in Buffalo. Played a lot in their rookie year. Now Joe Burrow got hurt. We all, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you all are dumb. You understand what's happened in the NFL the last few years, but they are success stories. So everyone will then always say to well. Well, look at Patrick Mahomes. I've talked about this on this show. Look at Patrick Mahomes. He sat and waited a year, and it did pay dividends. He said that publicly. He said that sitting behind Alex Smith did help him understand the game. At the same time, if Patrick Mahomes would have played as a rookie, I don't think that it would have killed him. I don't think that it would have hurt him. Aaron Rodgers had to wait behind Brett Favre for all those years. I guarantee if you ask Aaron Rodgers, do you think he could have played? And you think he could have played well? He'd say, I'm still the same quarterback. I just had to wait my turn. So with Kenny Pickett, unless Mitch Trubisky is the clear-cut, the clear-cut best option, I don't understand why you don't put in the next guy now. I, I look at it from a standpoint of as well, this Steelers team, although they're on their way in my opinion, I've said this all offseason. They're two to three years away from actually being a championship team. Could they shock me? Absolutely. But I'm going to stand by what I said. So if that's the case and you find your next guy, get him experience. Get him that experience. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be bumps in the road. Why not get him out there and see what you actually have? Start that process now. Start it now. Why? Wait. He's 24 years old. You have him on a rookie contract. Why wait until the second contract comes around? Or why wait and use one of those years where he is going to be so cost effective And for the organization from a salary cap standpoint? Why wouldn't you start that process now? On top of all of that, Pickett is unbelievably mature, both on and off the field. I was so impressed. I, I watched, I've watched every single media availability he has had with the Steelers. And the way he answers some questions. And everyone says, well, you know, he comes from that school, not Pitt, but from the school of players that they just know what to say. Not every player has that. You could look at other teams. You could look on the Steelers roster right now. How many times have I, have I gone off about a player that puts their foot in the, their mouth because they said something dumb at a press availability in the locker room? Kenny Pickett, he's, they try to bait him into stuff, and he doesn't fall for it. He doesn't fall for it. He's a smart guy. Then you look at on the field. I'm going to tell everyone to go look at a film room that Jeffrey Benedict did, and it was all based on how Kenny Pickett's ready to play right now. The stuff that he's done, especially in that Jacksonville game – Go check it out on the website. You'd have to scroll down a little bit. You'll find it. It's a film room. Kenny Pickett is ready to be the Steelers quarterback. And I agree with what he said. He is so mature on the field. He understands all that. So now there's these these counter arguments to the arguments that I made. The fan base has these built-in counter arguments. And I'm going to say, I'm going to take something, a line from Greg Benavent from the What Yins Talking About podcast. Make sure you go check that out. That aired Thursday at noon. He was asked basically, what do you think about Kenny Pickett, Pickett starting in week one? He goes, I don't want it to happen, but then again, I'm living in my fears. Thank you, Greg, for being honest. He said, I'm living in my fears. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying. I, I He said, I, I have no problem with him starting in week one, but I'm afraid that it's going to turn out bad. At least he is honest. That's exactly what people say, but they'll say the counter argument of, well, the offensive line's no good. It's no good. If you put him in there with this offensive line, you're gonna kill his you're gonna kill him. You're gonna kill him both physically and from a development standpoint. Well, how long are you gonna wait? That's my question. If the offensive line is so bad, how long are you going to wait? Are you going to wait until the Steelers take two draft picks next year and put them in the offensive line, and then they're rookies, so they have to develop. They're not just going to be expected to jump in and start right away. They might start, but they might not play well. So what are you going to do? Wait two, three years and then say, okay, Kenny, we think the offensive line's good enough. Now go ahead out there. Is that what you're going to do? I mean, this is, these are some of the counter arguments I just don't get. I can't wrap my head around them. And then the struggles that can stunt their growth or ruin the quarterback. Well, if he struggles, he's not going to have the confidence. That comes down to coaching. That would be Mike Tomlin's job. If you put him out there, and if they put him out there in week one or if it's week nine, it doesn't matter when. I think week nine is the bye week, but you know what I'm saying. If it's after the bye week and they put once he goes out there, unless he gets hurt, he is out there. He can't cannot come back from that. Not your first-round draft pick. Not the guy that you think is going to be the next guy for the next decade. So when he goes out there, you got to stick with him, and you got to boost his confidence. You can't have what happened in 2019, where Tomlin was making some of these comments about Rudolph, and then even Hodges about not playing up to par. Look, you can be brutally honest, but you cannot. You have to. You have to be aware of this guy's psyche. And so people say you're going to ruin him. Go back to the maturity level. I don't think it would ruin him. I don't think it would even bother him. He's going to have good games. There's going to be bad games. Every single quarterback in the league has been able to say that. And think about it, folks. We just wrapped up the Ben Roethlisberger era. If there was a quarterback that embodied the have a good game, have a bad game, it was him. Think about it. So ultimately, ultimately, if he doesn't start – in week one, it's not the end of the world. It really isn't. And that includes me. And I'm, I've am i been advocating for Kenny Pickett to be the guy all offseason. But the one thing you had to understand is that how they play him on Sunday I think matters. If it were me, if I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm starting Kenny Pickett on Sunday. And the reason why is I want to see what, what I have. I've seen Mitch Trubisky start both games. He's gotten all the reps in minicamp, all the reps in OTAs, all the reps in training camp with the ones. I've seen it. I want to see Kenny Pickett go out there and start a game. What does it look like? Because you're going to go against Detroit starters for the most part. I want to see what he looks like with the starters. Najee Harris is probably going to play a little bit. He's going to have his full allotment of skills of players there. I want to see what he does. I want to start him. See what you have one last time. Because even if you choose Mitch Trubisky and that's your guy, at least you know what you have one last time. Okay, We know what this guy came out and balled out in the last preseason game. Again, had a great preseason. We're going to go with Mitch, but we know what we have. That's what I would do. And the last thing is we all think we know what's best. We all think we know what's best for Kenny Pickett, for the future of the Steelers and the Steelers organization in general, but do we really? No. No one knows what's best other than the people that are inside that organization. So keep that in mind. But for me, I'm trying to make the case that Kenny Pickett should be the quarterback on Sunday on September 11th when the Steelers have their first divisional game at Cincinnati. If he doesn't, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to cry about it, but I think it's time for for that ship to sail. I think it's time, and I've said this would be the best case scenario for the Steelers, is if Kenny Pickett goes out and wins the job. And let's be honest, folks, if he gets that job in week one, He has won that job because Trubisky hasn't played poorly. Heck, Mason Rudolph hasn't played poorly. If Kenny Pickett gets the job in week one, it's because he has earned that damn thing. And that's why I'm excited for it. And if he plays well on Sunday, which is why I would start him, there you go. All right, I went a little long in the first half. In the second half coming up, we have Jerome Betts on the All Bets Are Off segment as well as my heart-to-heart. So stay tuned, Derek. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it's the second half of Friday's show. It is time for another. I guess it's a special segment. Didn't have it last week. No Jerome bets. We have the Jeremy Jerome bets. All bets are off. He's back from vacation. What's up, Jeremy? How's it going?
3: Doing great. Uh, I enjoyed my vacation a lot. It was a nice break away from uh, the main action of life. And uh, but I'm ready to get back to it. Talk to some Steelers football. We had a Steelers fix episode already, so back in the swing of things and. Looking forward yeah. to talking with you, Jeff, about our Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: Well, yeah, and you were at the game, and I didn't know you were going to the game. And I don't know if yeah, you knew man. you were going to the game either.
3: <laughs> See, I didn't know because I didn't realize how close Palm Coast was to Jacksonville, and I wasn't putting the two, two, and two together that uh they were, you know, the Steelers were gonna be down there that weekend. So uh got there and uh looked at my phone and saw Steelers at Jaguars, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where am I? And so I looked it up and I found it out. And I got some good tickets uh from Tick Pick. So shout out to Tick mm. Pick for their no feast tickets. It was nice. Nice. And we awesome. got good seats and had a good time. What was the one
2: to, what was the biggest takeaway for you from the game? It could have been the experience, it could have been something about the game, players in particular. Sure. What was it?
3: So it's not my first Steelers game. In fact, I've been to four and mm-hmm. the Steelers are 4 and 0 when I'm in the stadium. So I think wow. I need to go to more games. Yeah. Uh <laughs> but no, so my biggest takeaway was and, you know, and we talk a lot about him, but it was uh how Kenny Pickett played in in the speed of the game and how he um just took over the offense when he got out onto the football field and you know, Jeff, it was it was quite the contrast from you know, Mitchell Trubisky and I'm not saying that Mitchell Trubisky had a bad game. Uh just running around for his life basically behind that offensive line. But when Kenny Pickett stepped onto the football field, the energy in the stadium went up. There were a lot of Steelers fans there and the anticipation that Kenny Pickett displayed, the timing of the throws and the routes, the placement of the ball was just different and it looked different there in person. And I'll, I'll say, I've been to some games and I've seen, I've seen Roethlisberger in his prime, great stuff. I've seen Roethlisberger in decline. I've seen a team that's not quite there, but, Manages to pull out a win, but it was super impressive to see Kenny Pickett step out there with the ones against the ones and make plays. And he did so without batting an eye. And you can really feel his confidence and and his calmness uh, when you're there in the stadium watching him play.
2: I'm glad you brought that up because I talked about Kenny Pickett a lot in the first half of the show, but I'm going to, you know, what question is coming and we're going to mm. save that for a second. Sure. You saw him in person. Yes, okay. You saw him in person and you got to get a feel for what he does seeing him in person is is there a player comp that you have in your head that you didn't have maybe in the pre-draft um process you know is there someone you're like man this guy kind of reminds me of anyone come to mind
3: yeah and it's a steelers division rival and it's somebody that i have uh mentioned before as uh, a guy that he kind of reminds me of just from uh, the way he handles himself and that's joe burrow it's, uh,
2: oh, they could share gloves. They both have small hands. Yeah, <laughs>
3: that's right. Joe Burrow, <laughs> man, when when you watched him play at LSU, uh, and he put up probably the best season ever by a quarterback in college yeah. football h- history, and he it wasn't a big deal. He just went out, and did his business, and nothing phased him all the way to the national championship. And then you saw it again last year when this when the Bengals made that improbable run to the Super Bowl. They were down big to the Chiefs going in the second half. And nothing phased him. And, yes, he's got an annoying swagger if you're a Steelers mm-hmm. fan, right? It annoys yeah, you a sure. little bit. But I think Kenny Pickett's going to do that to his opponents because he's going to get out on the field and he's going to go about his business. And I don't know if he's necessarily going to have that um, that annoyingness, I guess, that Joe Burrow does because Joe Burrow kind of has a an arrogance about him. I don't see mm-hmm. that in Kenny Pickett as much. But just the way they play, they both – Neither one have the biggest arm, but and neither one are the most explosive athlete, but when they need to, they can get out of the pocket. They can move around. When they need to, they will make the big play. They can put the ball up over the middle of the field. They trust their receivers to make plays. And I think Kenny Pickett could, could be a jo- Joe Burrow-like athlete in that sense. And honestly, they're about the same age, right? I think Kenny Pickett's even a little uh-huh. older than Joe Burrow, Yep. And uh, their experience level, the way they took off in their final year in college, it all plays a similar tape. And I think the Steelers could be looking at a potential Joe Burrow-like player uh, on their team for the coming years.
2: It would almost set up, if, if that were to be the case, and I def- I definitely am on board with your line of thinking when the, with the Joe Burrow comp. And pe- people will hate it, like you said, because he's a division <laughs> rival, but – it would set up for the next decade a very fierce rivalry between Pickett and Burrow, similar yes. to maybe only Roethlisberger, Flacco, uh, yeah. and when Flacco. Was, I mean that that was a that was a yeah. pretty fierce rivalry when he came in as a was, rookie yeah. and he played um out of Delaware. So that, that's something to think about. But this leads to the next question: You know, Joe Burrow played and he started his rookie year, and he was the mm-hmm. consensus number one overall draft pick. Right. It's a little different, but still. Yeah. He played, and he was not setting the world on fire as a rookie before he got hurt. Do you, if after seeing him live, knowing mm-hmm. what you know, reading what you've read, going into the game on Sunday, if you were to be a betting man, two questions. Be- betting man, would you bet money that Pickett starts in week one? Or, second question, whether you say he doesn't, would you like to see him start in week one?
3: Okay, so if I'm putting money down on it, I'm putting money on Trubisky being the starter week one. I think that's how the Steelers want to play the game. I think that that's the direction they, they want to go. And to be honest with you, that is kind of the way I want it to play out too. I want to see what Trubisky can bring as far as veteran experience to get this team rolling, to get the guys gelling together. And then, you know, if it doesn't work, out then you've got the rookie to go back to and I'd rather start Trubisky and go to the rookie than start the rookie Kenny Pickett him struggle and then the Steelers want to win football games right they're they're going to try to make a playoff push this year that's just who the Steelers are they're not going into a Dolphins rebuild type season it's so I'd, I'd rather see them start Trubisky go to Pickett if Trubisky struggles or or whatnot, then start picket, have him struggle. Not saying he would, but if he does struggle, and then go back to Trubisky, I just think that once you get the rookie in there, he's going to have to stay in there. And yeah,
2: you I don't think you, I agree. Yeah. I don't think you can go back. I I, I think take- once he goes in, whether it's to start the season or by injury or performance for Trubisky. You cannot go back. You can't pull a 2019 with Mason Rudolph and you take him out and then you put him back in it. You just cannot do that.
3: Yes, I 100% agree. Now, the reason I say start Trubisky is because I think he gives the team the best opportunity right now to go out there and be competitive as groups are meshing together in weeks one, two, as you go. And the Steelers need to win some of those early games. The season is long. And there's a lot of tough games on the schedule, especially in the middle portion of that schedule. So if they can go out and they can go two and two or uh three and one or something like that to start out this this season, that's a big boost to them going throughout the remainder of the year. And I think at some point, Kenny Pickett, the the, the fans are just gonna call his name and it's gonna, it's gonna be hard for Mike Tomlin to ignore it. And I think you do end up going with the rookie at some point this year, but I think you got to start with Trubisky.
2: So Ken, uh, you know, we think Kenny Pickett, you know, he's vying for a QB one, in my opinion. I don't think he's going to get it like, like you mentioned, but also uh, Mason Rudolph, you think this guy's just going to be game day inactive all year in QB three? Is that, (laughs) is that how you see this? Because no one's talking about Mason Rudolph week one Mm -hmm. of training camp. Everyone said, this guy's the leader in the clubhouse. And now he's playing the second half of a meaningless preseason game. What are your thoughts on this?
3: It's very, it's very difficult to really come to a, uh scenario that works you know with with that type of situation so i think the steelers have three options and i uh, one of them is is try to find a, a willing trade partner um if they can't do that the other is to cut him that's option number two option number three and i'm not saying these in in any order of likelihood or whatever but uh option number three is keep him and then I don't actually think you would keep him inactive on game day, Jeff. I think he's, hmm. he would be active. And I think that you'd suck it up at a position like uh defensive back where they're very deep. You keep some, you deactivate somebody there. Um, and you keep the three quarterbacks active because say something happens to Trubisky in game. I think the Steelers would be more comfortable throwing Mason Rudolph out there in the middle of that game to finish it out. And, uh, get them through that and then prep Pickett at the start of the week to come in and be the guy uh, in a, a scenario where Mitch Trubisky uh, gets pulled for injury or for something along those lines. So I think that that could be an option that they go with.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, and um, uh, last question about the quarterbacks before we move on, do you see any chance? I said that if I were Mike Tomlin, I would start Kenny Pickett. I've seen Mitch Trubisky start. The first two games, I've seen him get the ones all through minicamp and stuff like that. I would start Kenny Pickett because let's say they do go with Trubisky. Hmm. You want to see what you have. You, you want to sure. see what you have in the rookie. You kind of know what you have in Trubisky. Any chance you see that happening? Do you think they're just going to follow the protocol and Trubisky will start?
3: You mean like this week in this, this Sunday game? against okay. Detroit
2: in the preseason finale? Yeah, yeah,
3: sure. I think that Kenny Pickett does not get the start. I would like to see it. I would. Um, it would be something that you know It would be interesting to get him out there on the very first drive. It's in Pittsburgh, right? There's going to be a lot of energy if that were to happen. And uh, just get him rolling from the beginning. But I think what the Steelers will probably do is give Mitch the first quarter and then give Kenny Pickett the whole second quarter and hopefully into the third and not give us a, a whole second half of Mason Rudolph again. Uh, I mentioned on Twitter I'd like to see it just be Trubisky and Pickett in this game. Uh, that's what I'd like to see. I don't need to see any more Mason Rudolph. I don't think the Steelers do either. They know what he brings to the table at this point. Yeah. So get the rookie as much experience as possible. So I think that Trubisky probably pay- plays the first quarter, maybe the whole first half, and then you get Kenny Pickett. But I would love to see Pickett get more run with the ones, and I think the Steelers want to see that too.
2: Man, that, that stadium will be loud because they – they love themselves some Kenny Pickett like that. I don't think people realize it. And I know I didn't realize it either Yeah, because I don't follow college football. And I, if I do, I'm sure. not watching the Pitt Panthers. But, right. I'm an Ohio state Buckeyes fan. I exactly, don't follow the Pitt Panthers. Exactly. Right? So. <laughs> I mean, you just heard the chance against Seattle yeah. in week one is Kenny. Ken. I mean, that place was a buzz. And for a week one preseason game, I mean, yep. and I, I just can only think about what that's going to look like when he's quarterback in the team and meaningful regular season, hopefully postseason games. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. Let's talk about uh, something that I talked about as well in the first half, very, the opening of the show. And that's Ben Roethlisberger's return to practice. (laughs) So big Ben came back. I made my stance on this very clear at the beginning of the show that I was not a fan. Uh, I stand by that, but I want to get your take. What do you think?
3: I loved it, Jeff. I (laughs) loved it, man. (laughs) This guy is a franchise legend and uh, uh you know geez. my favorite player of all time and you know I don't want him to just drop the Steelers and go on with his life I you know that's that's part of what uh you know I'm I'm excited about for the future is is the Ben Roethlisberger guest appearances and as long as, and I'll give you this caveat as long as he doesn't Ron Cook interview us again you know <laughs> in the middle of something important and as long as he's not giving hot takes about what the Steelers should do as Mike Tylen put it, if he's a casual observer, I love it. I want him to be there. I think it's important. Heinz Ward comes back and and visits the team. Troy Palomalo does that, you know, very rarely for for Troy. But Ike Taylor swings by and Ryan Clark swings by, and these are guys that were foundational to the Steelers' success in a certain period. And I think Roethlisberger should should be able to do the same. And so uh, maybe we disagree about that a little bit, but I li- I love it. I like him back.
2: I'm, I, yeah, I mean, it could have been worse. He could have shown up to training camp. and would have been yes, a huge absolutely. distraction, and the fans would have just been, oh, my gosh, it's been – that would have been worse. <laughs> it would have been way yeah. worse. But it, it still just reeks of a guy that – I mean, you just finished your career. I mean sure. – if you're going to step like step away, <laughs> step, Give away. It a year. Take a step, yeah, <laughs> I no, I mean, show up to a game, you know, they, they can show you on the, the jumbotron there you are with your sure. family up in the, up in the box, wave. Hi, other yeah, again. And everyone will love it. And everyone, they got Ben's back to watch the Steelers. That's great. I don't know. So here's just, my question.
3: Here's my okay, question. Go to ahead. You then. Do, you, do you think Roethlisberger came on invitation or does he have open invitation to just show up? See, that's the question too, is like, does, does Tomlin say, Hey, we're back at UPMC. Why don't you come by this this sometime this week and and see the guys? Or is it? Oh, Ben called me and he's going to come today. You know what what is it? I, I think <laughs> it.
2: I, I've well, Mike Tomlin has spoken openly about um, the alumni and how they always have the open door. Mm. So you know, Ryan Shazier was at practice I think last week, yeah. uh, and I think I think they just have if they want to stop by and they can come by the facility and the people are not going to turn away Ryan Shazier <laughs> or Ben Roethlisberger at the gate. Yeah. They're going to say, come on in. Um, and so I'm sure the coaches have a heads up, but I ultimately don't know if it was an invitation or he just said, Hey, I was thinking about stopping by. I was in the south side, and so I thought I'd stop by the UPM <laughs> sure. Rooney Sports Complex or something. I don't know, <laughs> but it, yeah. it, ultimately, this is what I hate about it is this right here that we're mm, talking about. That we're it. talking
3: about it. Yeah, that's, hey, it. Well, that's you, what I hate. You brought it up. So. I know <laughs> for sure, but I, I had to talk about it. That's, that's what I don't true. like about it. All right. Yeah.
2: Um, another couple quick questions here for you before I let you go. Yeah, is there a surprise cut you see coming after this preseason game?
3: I think it already happened to us, man, didn't it? <laughs> no, wow. I,
2: Chris Oladokun. Uh, no, no, that's not yeah. a surprise cut. People were all up in arms. Who cares? The seventh round pick. I don't. Yeah. Um, Janard Avery, that
3: was a surprise to me. I, I mean, was it really? I'd never even yeah. noticed
2: that guy on the field. Like, I watched every game, every play, and never once did I say, Wow, look at Janard Avery. He's really popping off that screen. It was just like. <laughs> I don't know. He's just another guy. I know uh, Delonte Scott more than sure. I did Janard Avery, but that's sure. just me. Yeah. yeah.
3: I, I mean, I understand where you come from. I, I don't necessarily think there's going to be a surprise, like a, like a surprise to me would be like Chris warmly, right? Is that kind of what you're thinking? Or As, Benny Snell. Yeah. Oh, okay. See that could happen. I, I think Benny Snell's on the bubble. I really do. I think he hasn't shown anything more than anybody else has. And so I would say he's on the bubble and that's because Jalen Warren, is basically a better version of what they were hoping Benny Snell would be, which is a downhill one-cut runner that just pushes piles and and earns t- the tough yards. Jalen Warren does that better than Benny Snell ever has in yep. any type of action I've seen. And uh I think the Steelers can replace Snell's production on special teams. Uh no problem. They should have plenty of guys to be able to fill that role. Um, so yeah, I could see a Benny Snell. Um, on the defensive side, I don't r- really see anybody uh, that sticks out to me as a it surprise. Could be Wormley. Cut. I mean, it uh, could be Wormley's the name. Yeah, Wormley's They decide the
2: to only flashes, keep. They decide to only keep six instead of seven. Someone's got to yeah. go. Or Montrevious Adams goes on IR. That's another one.
3: See, uh, and so Montrevious Adams wouldn't be a surprise to me. Chris Wormley would be the surprise, especially because of the pass rush production that he brought last year. And I think he would be a guy that the Steelers would love to bring in on pass rush downs, bring Ogan Joby out maybe for those uh, times and kind of rotate those guys, keep them fresh for their different roles in the defense.
2: Now I'm going to, this is going to be a good segue into something you're working on for the website. And that is a player that you're thinking is making a strong case for the 53 man roster. I was looking at the back end of the website. Why don't you tell us a little about that and what you're going to be writing
3: about? Yeah. So um, the guy right now to me is, Tyler Vons at wide receiver and I mean you you've watched the preseason games as well as I have and when the Steelers needed a play at the end of at the end of games the ball's going to to Vaughn's, and he's making that play yeah. he's explosive with the ball in his hands and I don't know if he's necessarily the physical receiver that well a receiver that physically is gonna gonna dominate and get open because he's just that talented but once he gets the ball in his hands he's lightning in a bottle and uh so I would just love to see him get a shot and I don't think some of the other guys that are on that that bubble as well as the fifth or sixth wide receiver for this team have really done anything to stand out above him Steven Sims maybe with his ability to return uh kicks and and punts and whatnot but uh Miles Boykin what have we seen out of Boykin that makes him Uh, a better option than Vons. I think Vons has proven to be better with the ball in his hands. He makes more plays uh, in the times that it's needed. The pass from Kenny Pickett to Tyler Vons to win the game uh, in, in preseason week one, that was all Vons. I mean, we give the credit to Pickett. It was a good pass by Pickett, but if Vons runs the route, like he's supposed to quote, unquote, you know, I'm air quoting that one. uh, Then he runs that ball out of bounds. They stop the clock and probably bring on, the field goal team, but no, he cuts it up field. He makes that that spin move uh against the grain and cuts it up, and it's wide open for the touchdown. That was Tyler Vons. And yeah. then in this game against Jacksonville, it's a quick out to the sideline from Mason Rudolph to vons And what does he do? That same exact spin move, cuts it back upfield and gets another 10 yards on the play. He does that twice to get them into scoring range. And I think he's he's proven to be the guy that's kind of taking advantage of the reps more so than some of the others so i i'm writing about him right now and i'll give you the bold take right here i think he's the fifth best receiver on this team um uh, mm. all right outside of outside of uh you know deonte johnson chase claypool george pickens calvin austin we haven't seen much calvin austin but that speed is going to get him on the field and uh to me it's tyler Vaughn's after that maybe Gunnar Olszewski. maybe all right but tyler Vaughn's to me is that guy
2: all right, good way to end it. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on Twitter and any other social media platforms?
3: Yes, it's the bet 93 at thebetz 93 on Twitter. Uh, it's the same on Instagram. If you want to follow me there, I don't really put anything on Instagram. I'm more of a Twitter sports follower guy. But uh, working on that article about Vons, like I, I mentioned, and then uh, Steelers Fix. We're uh, yeah. still working on fantasy football stuff as you're getting – uh on with your drafts and uh our most recent episode was uh, about some busts potential busts at the running back and tight end position so if you missed that check it out at behind the or wherever you get your podcast
2: all right jeremy thanks a lot i will talk to you next friday we'll be getting ready for week one take it easy sounds good man all right see you. all right and a big thank you to jerome jeremy betts for taking the time, I always appreciate it. Look, I want to tease something here. I forgot to mention this. We have a couple things coming up on the site that I'm excited for. So we're going to be doing a giveaway leading up to week one. Give you some fresh swag, and you got to check out the site Homage H O M A G E dot com. They have some really great Steeler stuff. I've had, I've gotten a hoodie. Three shirts. The most recent one is the Man of Steel, the Jack Lambert shirt. It's They, they are so comfortable. We're going to be giving away some of that swag uh, leading up to week one. You'll find out more about that on this podcast as well as other podcasts. So be on the lookout for that. Also, I'm teaming up with DraftKings this year. And so every Friday, I'm going to have my parlay, the three play, three-leg parlay for you to place your bet, if you trust me, You could place your bet on the Steelers and it might be something like Najee Harris over under yards. It might be individual players numbers. It's going to be fun. It's going to be an extra part of the show every single Friday. I'm going to do that. So make sure you check that out. All right, let's finish this up with a heart to heart. This is crazy. Okay, so there's someone I know. His name is Steven. I'm sure he's listening because he listens to a lot of the shows. He says he loves my podcast. And Steven is a great guy. I actually coached Steven. He was on my very first team when I went to a new school. My, when I got hired to teach, I started coaching at the high school. And he was a, he was a senior on that team. And he turns out to ends up becoming a colleague of mine uh, in the county where I teach. And he was a diehard Washington Redskins fan from the moment I met him as a player until, you know, we were teaching and stuff. And then all of a sudden he says that basically, because he's been listening to the podcast, He's converting to a Steeler fan, and I'm thinking to myself, "Wow, I mean, wow, you, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I really can't, based on the fact that I, w- I could never imagine turning my back on the Steelers. And if you're a part of the ride or die crew, you couldn't either. You could never give up. Like you couldn't do that." He's a Jeff. He's, I'm sick of the drama with the, the Washington organization. He said, You do a great job with the podcast. I, I think I'm becoming a Steeler fan. Heck, I got a text from the other night. He's asking me how he can stream games. That's right, folks. That's right. The Ride or Die crew is converting fans. That's what we're doing here. We are converting fans to the black and gold. Come on board. I don't care. The bandwagon. Whatever, there is no bandwagon right now. The Steelers' season hasn't even started. We are converting fans in the ride-or-die crew. I will never close that door, by the way. Everyone is welcome in the ride-or-die crew, and I thank all of you for listening, as I always do. All right, Stephen, welcome. Welcome to the family, brother. Black and gold, Steeler Nation is unlike any other. You'll find that out if you become a tried-and-true Steeler fan. I hope you do. All right, maybe we'll watch a game together or have them on the show or something like that. That'd be a lot of fun. All right, folks, that does it for me. I'm going to be back on, now remember, Sunday game, 4.30 p.m. I'll be on the post-game show, and then you'll also get Monday morning the Winners and Losers podcast. It's one of our one of my favorite podcasts, so make sure you check that out. In the meantime, you know how we finished out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. See
1: you on a coating joke and I'm like a big candle's burning bright. I sleep three to four hours every
3: night. Slipping coffee burning all till the morning light. My switch is lambs off.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumba casino dot com.
2: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh baby, mama's bring home the bacon.
0: Whoa. 18 plus.
3: 18 plus.